This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. On this day in 2006, Carrie Baker was found dead in her bedroom by her husband, Matt. The death was ruled a suicide until mounting evidence gathered by Carrie's mother convinced the police to open a murder investigation with Carrie's own husband as the chief suspect. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of these crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. I'm Vanessa Richardson, and today I'm joined by our guest hosts, M and Christine, from the And That's Why We Drink podcast. They'll discuss the investigation into Carrie Baker's murder, while I'll cover the crime itself. Thanks, Vanessa. So excited to dive into this story with you. Absolutely. Now, let's go back to the evening of April 7th, 2006, to the family's home in Hewitt, Texas. Matt Baker, a Baptist preacher, left his house that night to get gas and read a movie. But when he returned home around 40 minutes later, Baker was greeted with a horrific sight. His wife, Carrie, dead of an apparent overdose. Matt called the police and struggled to clothe his wife's body. All the while, the Baker daughters, Kenzie and Grace, were sleeping in the room across the hall. When the police arrived, they noted a bottle of sleeping pills on the nightstand and a typed suicide note, evidently left by Carrie. Matt Baker voluntarily spoke to the officers and confirmed what Carrie's note emphasized. She was depressed and couldn't go on any longer without Cassidy, Matt and Carrie's second daughter, who had died of a brain tumor as a toddler. Seven years had passed since Cassidy's death, but according to Matt, Carrie never recovered. No autopsy was performed before the case was quickly and somberly ruled a suicide. But Carrie's family was skeptical. To her mother, Linda Doolin, Carrie was healthy, happy, and devoted to raising her two living daughters. Carrie had even gone out for a job interview the day of her death and reported it had gone very well. The family was stumped. A family member told the press, there is no way Carrie would have done this. She would have never, ever left her children. Agreeing that Carrie was unlikely to have taken her life, the Doolin family launched their own investigation. Linda Doolin didn't have to look far for clues. When her daughter's cell phone bill arrived, she noticed that calls were still being made from it. Matt told his mother-in-law that he had given the phone to a friend in need, but Linda wasn't buying it. The calls in question were mostly to one number, which belonged to a woman named Vanessa Bowles. 
Vanessa was a 24-year-old single mother and member of Matt Baker's church. Linda's worst suspicions were confirmed when she spoke to Carrie's therapist, who revealed that Carrie had long suspected her husband of having an affair. Additionally, after finding some crushed-up pills in Matt's briefcase, Carrie had confided in her therapist that she worried her husband might kill her. Coming up, Matt Baker denies the affair and evades arrest until a surprising witness takes the stand. Hi, it's Carter from ParCast Network. The Vatican is one of the most recognizable religious sites in the world, but it's also a powerful institution, its unique history full of secrecy. This Easter, my show Conspiracy Theories looks deep into the church's past to uncover how it became what it is today. Starting April 5th, our new four-part miniseries, Mysteries of the Vatican, dives in to examine some of the most prominent conspiracy theories surrounding this mysterious organization. From the church's sordid rise to power, to prophetic visions and even assassination attempts. Follow the Spotify original from ParCast, Conspiracy Theories, to hear Mysteries of the Vatican. New episodes air every Monday and Wednesday, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now back to the story. Just before midnight on April 7th, 2006, Carrie Baker was found dead from an apparent sleeping pill overdose. Her husband, Matt Baker, confirmed that his wife was depressed and the case was ruled a suicide. But several factors, including a typed suicide note, Carrie's devotion to her daughters, and her suspicions that Matt was having an affair, led her mother, Linda Doolin, to pursue the case as a murder investigation. Em and Christine are here to discuss the ensuing case, which would take three years to fully resolve. Thanks, Vanessa. Despite the facts pointing to Matt Baker's extramarital affair, the district attorney's office told Linda Doolin that the phone records alone weren't enough to prosecute Matt Baker. Frustrated, Linda hired attorney Bill Johnston and his team of top-notch investigators to get more evidence. Digging into the history of Matt Baker's church computer, Johnston's team found a startling number of searches for sleeping pills, deaths attributed to sleeping pills, as well as the term overdose. The incriminating server results were enough to order an autopsy of Carrie three months after her death. Although too much time had passed for drugs to appear in the blood work, sleep aids Unisom and Ambien were both found in Carrie's muscle tissue, neither of which she was known to take. The autopsy also revealed that the lividity of Carrie's body, or the amount of blood pooling in her limbs indicating recent death, didn't align with Matt's timeline. He claimed to have been gone for 40 minutes before finding his wife's body, but it seemed impossible that Carrie could have taken the sleep aids and died in such a short time span. 
The findings ruled out a suicide, and Carrie's official cause of death was marked undetermined, although police strongly suspected they had a homicide on their hands. In September of 2007, Matt was arrested and charged with his wife's murder. But Carrie's cause of death was still forensically indeterminable. Too much time had lapsed between her death and the autopsy. The facts were murky enough for Matt to be released from police custody. But Linda Doolin refused to give up, opting to sue Matt Baker for wrongful death in civil court. Oftentimes when a criminal case is ruled out, the plaintiff will resort to a civil court trial. Evidence collected in the civil proceedings can then be used to support an appeal to the criminal court and a second chance at a trial. Linda could only hope that the civil proceedings would yield enough evidence to put Matt behind bars for good. Linda's lawyer, Bill Johnston, recruited Abdin Rodriguez, a notoriously cunning investigator, to their cause. Rodriguez saw at once that Vanessa Bowles, Matt's extramarital mistress, was the key to their case. So far, Bowles had very little to say to the police, but she and Matt had parted ways in the year following Carrie's death. Perhaps she would have more to divulge now. Vanessa Bowles was given immunity and promised that her testimony would not be used against her. Instinct told Rodriguez that Vanessa knew more than she let on, and so he gave her a warning before she took the stand. He told her, I know what you did. I know what you know. If you perjure yourself, we will turn around and charge you with it. It worked. When asked if Matt Baker had ever confided in her about Carrie's death, Vanessa Bull's answer startled everyone. Yes. The 27-year-old school teacher recalled Matt's words to her, I killed her for you. Bowles reported that Matt had openly confessed to drugging his wife, lacing her wine cooler with sleeping pills, which he told her were erotic stimulants. Under the pretense of a romantic evening, he handcuffed his wife to the bed and waited for her to pass out. When she did, he smothered her with a pillow. Vanessa Bull's illuminating testimony gave the Doolin family all they needed to finally indict Matt Baker. In 2009, he was arrested for a second time and charged with Carrie's murder. Three years after he organized the horrific event and meticulously staged it as a suicide. Baker was sentenced to 65 years in prison where he remains as of this recording. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Thanks again to Em and Christine for joining me today. Thanks for having us. You can find our Paranormal True Crime podcast, and that's why we drink, on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more stories like this one, check out the Spotify original from Parcast, Solved Murders. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Katie Burris, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez, and stars M. Schultz, Christine Schieffer, and Vanessa Richardson. 